This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The hosts are not trained professionals, and their opinions come from personal experience, not professional training. In this episode, we discuss fictional depictions of trauma and violence that may not be suitable for all listeners, so please take care of yourselves. Specific content warnings for each episode can be found in the show notes. Events in the media are discussed in approximate order of escalation. This episode contains spoilers. This week's episode is on the Amber Spyglass by Philip Pullman in the His Dark Materials trilogy. In this book, Lyra and Will deal with the pain and harsh realities of growing up in their world as they embark on their final adventure in the series. Hi, I'm Nicole. And I'm Robin. And welcome to Books That Burn. Now, for our factions, we have uh, Will with Kiriava, Lyra with Pan, we have some helpful adults, Mary Malone, a guild member, most of the witches. Got our antagonists, the city, the kids of Sagazi, Sir Charles Lantrum, and some minions. Some neutral parties, just like random adults in Sagazi. And we have our MacGuffins, the Subtle Knife and the Alethiometer. And for our minor character spotlight, we are talking about Pantaliamon and Kiriava. So these are, so, so Pantaliamon, we already know, that's Lyra's daemon. We've mentioned yeah. him before. Kiryava is Will's daemon who came into existence in this book when Will and Lyra went to some place that daemons cannot go with them. And I, I think it is important real quick to just kind of throw in that Kiryava, it's not that she didn't exist right it's just that she wasn't extant as a separate individual creature she was just part of will and then didn't have her own physical presence and now she does she's just you know when he argues with himself that's who he's arguing with (laughs) i i think that that has a really fun real world implication i mean to me that makes sense as to why lyra's so like blunt and direct and doesn't really seem to have much of an internal monologue because mm. her internal monologue is with Pan. Is external. It's an right. external monologue. Well, I, right. I just think it, it has fun implications it could also of be because like, she's a kid. But uh, that, you know. that too. Um I, I just think it has fun fun real world implications of like when you're arguing with yourself about something, like like there is a part of you that just doesn't think the same way and it's like, well, you have to have this conversation and figure it out. I don't know that naming that part of you is super healthy, necessarily. Yes, unless it's it's actually external and can turn in in as an animal, and you live in these books. Uh, Right. So, so part of how... So, for for Pan, part of um, his trauma is that he was separated from Lyra when they had literally been inseparable. And now this isn't the same as intercision. Um, no, this no, no, is no. this is the the same process as how the witches end up with daemons that can go very very far away from them. It's a similar thing. Lyra it's and Will just went to a different place. Yeah, like a stretching of the bond. Yeah. It's like magically existentially daemons cannot be here. <laughs> And so yeah. when Will and Lyra go into this place, they can't 
go with them, and it stretches the tie without breaking it. But it is an abandonment that up until now, Pan thought was literally impossible. Yeah. And Kiryava is ripped into individual consciousness and being extant by this trauma. And she remembers stuff from before. Yeah. So it's not like her memory starts right now, which means that she remembers being in Will and then being abandoned. And I think it's interesting, too, that Mm -hmm. Will... So Will does not does not see Kiryava before the separation. It's not yeah. it's not something where it's like as they drive away on the riverbank materializes like no. Uh well, Will well, actually, doesn't yeah, Will there were two huddled this, figures on shore like but Will, actually. But Will does not look at that and say, "Oh, I have a I have a demon." Like that doesn't happen. Right, right. Um, Rereading so the book, Will, we know what's up. Right. So so to Will there's this there, there's like this whole conversation in the book where Will's like, well, will I even f- notice? Like, will there even be a difference? Will I even have anything? Like, I don't have right. a Damon. Like, this will, I'll be fine, right? Tell me I'll be fine. F- and then he feels the, the sensation of this thing separating from him. Mm-hmm. And it's, I almost want to argue it's, it's almost worse because he didn't think it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or part of him didn't, didn't know what would happen to him that he right. thought he was going to be different and then and then and then he isn't sure like he's, he's like well you know how can i find there, there's this moment later where he's like well how can i find my my piece of me when yours has legs and will come get you <laughs> like and right. I, I what do i even have that or is it gone forever like it's a really brief moment and i don't have the book in front of me i can't find it but yeah I remember that being a that was a thing where he's like, well, you know, Pantom Pan um Pantomimon Pan, Pan can come back to you, but how will I find my peace? You know, right? And of course, he's saying it that awkwardly because, or similarly awkwardly, <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't know the name Kiryava, and yeah, yeah. So they didn't. They kind of. Um, they had to cross a bunch of worlds to get back to the kids because the way that Will and Lyra got out of that place was not the way that the Damons got out. Oh, obviously. yeah, because they can't right. go through the same area at all. Like, that's right. the whole point. So they had to get back somehow. And we canonically don't get told what happened. And for the first time, Pan has a secret from Lyra. And so, and oh, also, yeah, that's that's a thing too. Mm-hmm. For the very first time, he has a secret because before there was the no, only reason no, he had a secret is if, everything at the same time forever. Always. Right? Like if yeah. he went to the end of the tether and saw something while he was at the end of the tether, technically he could have a secret for like thirty seconds before he went back to Lyra and told her what it was because that's why he had gone that far like right almost definitely so i i want to there's i think personally that it's i i, I okay so we we kind of pre-talked about this as being abandonment mm-hmm. and it definitely reads um in a way that 
that just it, it reads to me like Pan and Kiriava. It's almost like they have to get comfortable with the idea of depending on their their person again. Mm-hmm. Because they there's a while in the book where they're close, but they don't actually come back yet. Yes. That is that that reads almost like they have to kind of rebuild trust. Mm-hmm. But it's a trust that they didn't have to build in the first place because the building of it was the was the living your life. It wasn't this separate concept. It's kind of a funky moment because the kids are kind of like, well, why they're here? I can feel that they're here. Why don't they come back to me? Why don't they Mm -hmm. like I'm alone and lonely without them? Why don't they come back? They must be lonely without me too. They must right. They have to be lonely without me. And 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 it the text really clearly kind of reads to me as though it's because you left them, you abandoned them, and so they have to kind of figure out like, well, if we come back, is it going to hurt more? (laughs) Right. Like if you you know, if a parent you know leaves their kid somewhere and is like, I'll definitely be back, and then they don't come back for like two weeks, and the kid you know eternity does something else in the meantime, and then the parents like, I'm back. It's like, well, it's, no. it's worse. Th- it's worse than that because I mean, Pan that's the closest and- real world analog I can think of. But oh, yeah, it I've is got worse a- than that. I've got another one. The parent oh. says, "Bye, I'll never see you again," and then you see them five years later. <laughs> Pan, and- Pan, and Kiriava were told, "We may never see you because we might not survive, and you're just on your own." Okay, bye. Well, that's true. But also, if they like, don't it, it survive. Wasn't- it, it was, I'll come back if I can. It wasn't. And it's possible you'll die without ever seeing me again. Yes. And so I think it's yeah. a, I think it's even harsher. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have much more to say with that specifically. Yeah. But, but it's just this really, it's this really rough, really harsh, really like we've been together our whole lives and now you have to stay here and maybe I'll die and maybe you'll die too. Or. Uh-huh. If I die, Maybe. you'll die too. You just will die without seeing me. Or even you'll die because we're separate and then that I just lose you. Like, I yeah. think there was book discussion of that too. And there's also, so I know that like the Damons I and the- I think they might have worried about it a little bit, but it's very clear that canonically- Oh, like, no, we've no. Seen I'm not saying die. canonically that that was the stakes. I'm saying that for the children making this choice- They're like, we don't know what's up. Like, we, we don't, don't know. know what is going to happen. Because they didn't know it was going to be like the way that the witches get their no, daemons. No, they just knew that they couldn't take their daemons with them. Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't know if it would mean? kill them or not. <laughs> right. Um, and also a lot of part of this book has been this whole this whole severing of the daemon from the person, from the child. And they've seen what that does. Right. And they don't know that this isn't severing. They don't know that this isn't. They don't know it's not an decision. Yeah. Right. They don't know that it's not them choosing to take a knife and cut themselves metaphorically. They don't know. And then it ends up being fine. Like they, right. they didn't know that going in. And so traumatically, that is the thing that they're, they're kind of processing. Yeah, they went um, in with uncertain stakes. And so then even though they're back, it's like, you were willing to do this level to me. And though, right. even though only this level happened, I am still Like you were mad, prepared and for. And I need time. 
Yeah. Um, so I think that's it for Pan and Kiryava. Alright, so this episode is going to be a little different. We have, rather than one main topic, or two main topics on one character, we have one topic each on our two main characters, Lyra and Will. So this is Lyra. Yes. And we did still put this in order of escalation from our perspective. Yeah. Um, and well, as best we could. <laughs> yeah. These are both really kind of awful. They're both really kind of awful. Uh, understanding one is necessary for understanding the second one. So Lyra yeah. goes first. Yeah. So she's kidnapped and drugged by her mother. Um, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that is what happens. She's kidna- kidnapped and drugged and kept in a cave for a while. Yep. Um, she remembers it. After she wakes up, she remembers it as, like, a positive thing. And yeah. doesn't tell her that it wasn't. Yeah, um, we had a really long discussion about this. Pre-record. Bef- pre-recorded, yeah. yeah. Um, and the one thing from that that I wanted to kind of bring back is that we talked about this idea that, like, we don't know why Will didn't say... We don't know if Will was just not trying to inflict greater trauma on Lyra in the moment, or if he just doesn't know what to do and just doesn't say anything, or if he... I think he says something about not wanting to ruin that memory because it's the only positive memory and interaction that she has with her mom at all. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's just... Yeah, that's why. But even even that is like... Even that's squicky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you if you only have one positive moment and it's about the worst torture that the person gave you in your life, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, for me at least, I don't think I would want that to remain a positive memory. I wouldn't want to think that that thing was positive in any way. I would want yeah. to, like, know that I have nothing and move on from that person. And, and I guess, I guess, like, I, I mean, I don't get to make that call for the character, obviously. Or for anybody else. But also, I don't think Will has the right to make that call. Yeah. But, like, Will is kind of deciding that for Lyra in this moment. And it's I, kind of a trolley problem. He's it, kind of going through a trolley problem. Because if oh, he does yeah. nothing, if he disrupts nothing, she remembers something that isn't what happened. But if he does yeah. something, he will hurt her. Yes. I don't and know. And he decides to. He, he decides. Like he decides he, decides he doesn't have the right to, just, to do something. He decides to not be responsible for the pain that she's feeling. But in doing that, like he's not absolving him of a decision. He's making a decision, and he's he is choosing by definition. And I I don't know. I just I really like if someone did that to me and I found out. <laughs> oh yeah. If someone did that to me and I found out, I would be I would be hyper upset. Um just because and not even because like the thing that they were concealing is traumatic, but like the fact that they decided that they could pick the pa- the path that was better for me, like their decision was to remove my decision. Right. That would be awful. Yep. I would probably be done with that person. <laughs> like that's yeah. not an exaggeration. And we kind of have, like, three Lyras going on. We have the version of her that, like, is trying to wake up physically and and fights her 
And then we have the one that's talking to ghosts while she is asleep. And then we have after she wakes up and yeah. uh, doesn't remember. And so Will doesn't know whether that's to true. honor the version that he doesn't really get to see very much. She sees a little bit of where she's trying to wake up and doesn't want to be there. But then at the end of it, he's with the version that is like, ah, oh, I remember her stroking my hair. And he's like, uh, okay, I don't know what to do. And yeah, that is that is actually, I think, the thing that bothers me the most about this. Like, he saw how much that hurt her. Right. And still decided, like, no, you don't get a chance to heal from that. We'll leave you your, your, mis- your misinformation. I think like, he that's thought- the thing that bugs me is, like, if she doesn't know, it's not, it, it's not that it's going to go away just because she doesn't know. Like, that's what repressed memories do. Right. They come back and kick you and you don't know why because you just don't remember the start. It's not that you move on. Right. And he might have felt yeah. like telling her would be him hurting her. But it's not. It's that's the thing is like it's not. It's not yeah. him doing it. It's just that he's the only one that knows that it happened. Yeah. I so don't know. It's just since gross. this is a Lyra segment. <laughs> uh, I mean that's yeah. That's we should and go not back to Lyra. Will part one. What do we think about what it does to Lyra? What does it do to Lyra when she doesn't even know? Well, it does something, which I think is part of our point because yeah. okay. she is like terrified and trying, oh, yeah. struggling and trying to wake up and just you know sweat soaking through her clothes. She is not okay. She's yeah. not okay. She's kept asleep for weeks. And and it's not like her, you know, consciousness while she's asleep is having, like, a great time either. No. It's like, I'm stuck somewhere. I can't get out. It's plot-related. I gotta go do things with MacGuffin and stuff. But she's stressed out while she's asleep. She's stressed out while she's briefly awake in between being drugged. And then at the end of it, it's like... Well, at least she cared about me. And we're like, no. Like, no. No, she didn't. No, no, she didn't. You could have been a doll. You could have been a Lyra-shaped doll child for her to take care of for all that it had anything to do with how you are. Mm-hmm. She's possessive and controlling, not caring. And yeah, this is actually one of those questions where... If I had a chance to ask the author, I would want to know, like, why did you make it so that Lyra couldn't remember? Not and not just why couldn't why she couldn't remember, but like, why did well, you make it so that she thought this was positive? Mechanistically, uh, she didn't. She wasn't awake long enough for things to make it into her long term memory. Just, I guess, yeah. There's that, and then who remembers their dreams? Like, mm-hmm. so you've got two different things where the m- easiest way to handle it is she doesn't remember. And then all she's left with is the sensation of her mother brushing her hair, but which should be a thing. nice thing. Yeah. And she's not really like questioning it. She, she, oh, oh, the, here's the other part. She thinks she was actually sick and her mom rescued her. She doesn't know she was drugged. So she thinks mm, I was true. ill. My mom took care of me for three weeks. She doesn't know 
she doesn't remember that it was inflicted on her by her mom. And I think that's part of the difference. And also for this, these books being about the loss of innocence, this moment is well deciding not to inflict loss of innocence on her. See, that's where I like, I disagree with Will's decision. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not saying it's a, I'm not saying it's the right decision. Oh, no, I but know, that definitely I know you're seems not. to be the motivation. Um, but it, it does seem like, like that innocence has been lost already. Already. Yeah. And all you're doing is just prolonging how much it hurts later. Yeah. I get, like, yeah. Yeah, this one's a little shorter. I think that's all we have for this. It's just. <laughs> It's hard to have a lot for someone not doing something. I mean, it's hard to have a lot for something you don't remember. Um, yeah. But I think it's very important to say just because she doesn't remember doesn't mean it didn't hurt her. And doesn't and mean it didn't happen. don't like that Will took away her choice about no. what to do about it. Because if he had just said, you weren't sick, she drugged you. That's all he would have to say. Yeah, like, he doesn't have to go into eviscerating detail. He doesn't have to metaphorically pick her up and shove her into the thing. Like, all he has to do is just not agree when she's like, this was awesome. All he had to do was was say, you were only there because she drugged you. You were only there because she drugged you. She lied about you being sick. That's, That's it. He wouldn't have to take away. Oh, he wouldn't have to be like, well, she didn't brush your hair because she did. Yeah, like, like he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to force her to feel a certain way about it. He just has to. All he had to do was be honest with her, and then she can figure out what to do. And if she wants to run away from it at that point, that's her call. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she didn't get to the the fact that that he 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 decided to lie by omission to her or explicitly did he just say I don't remember if he agreed or if he just didn't. I think disagree. she, if I remember correctly, he didn't correct her when she referred to it as her mom taking care of her while she was sick. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but the fact that like, I don't know, it's just, ugh. <laughs> we're yeah. not usually talking about things that our main characters do that we dislike, but I guess here we are. Thus far, we have books where we like our main characters, but with this one, Will, you did the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, he's 12. So, like, having to make that decision is a lot of weight. That uh, is speaking true. Speaking of decisions, Will needs to make. All right. Last but not least. <laughs> Will, uh, so we didn't mention it last episode because it happens in, like, the last three pages. Will's mm. father get- gets killed in front of him. So then this book is the aftermath of that event and him trying to deal with it. Yeah. Um... We, yeah, like he, he's going to his dad thinking his dad's going to fix everything. He's going to be adult who can an adult who can guide him after he's been taking care of his mom for forever. And he he's killed in the moment that they realize who each other are. And Yeah. And then he's just got to deal with it. Well, and especially so. if you put in juxtaposition our topic from episode I almost said episode 1 from the first episode in the series from the golden compass where will has spent his whole life being the grown-up taking care of his mom and there's some there's some text from from the golden compass that essentially kind of highlights 
you know, he's hoping that his dad will just be the first adult he can depend on ever. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's grabbed from him as he realizes that it could be true. And that's just that's harsh. <laughs> yeah. It's especially as an ending of a book goes. That was a pretty cl- pretty climactic ending. <laughs> it was a pretty uh interesting ending. Yeah. And then now I mean and the person who kills him kills herself and Right. So there's so no there's no closure, there's no ren- there's no revenge, there's no nothing. There's just this right. void. <laughs> Because I think in, in another book, this would have been, like, the start of the quest to get his father's murderer. Yes. And it's yeah. not. No. It, it can't be. <laughs> yeah. She was upset because he jilted her. She killed him. She killed herself because she didn't want to live without him. Done. And that's it. Scene. Just, that's it. Uh, and uh, so he, and then because he still is a killer, like, and he's trying to find Lyra. Because as we mentioned, she's kidnapped. Yeah. He's trying to find Lara. He doesn't have time to stop and process what happened. He's got to keep going because she's keep still going, missing. Keep on the mission. Keep working toward the goal this whole time. Yeah. For Will, it's like this nonstop, not even roller coaster, just this nonstop marathon where he can't walk ever. And he just has to keep running. It's like every time he gets somewhere, someone's like, no, 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 the stop's two miles ahead. Yeah, right. <laughs> One mile like, ahead, three miles ahead. No matter where he goes, it's never far enough. Like, oh, that guy told you that you could get water here? Nah, buddy, you got another two kilometers. <laughs> like, we moved it on you. Constant moving yeah. goalposts. It's almost like a narrative. It's not a, okay, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound okay. funky. It's almost a narrative plot gaslighting at the character. Ooh. Okay. Say more. Elaborate. Okay. So I don't mean that the book is gaslighting the reader. Okay. Because we know what's up. We know what's up. But for Will, it's like, here's the world. Nope. Just kidding. Nope. You were wrong. (laughs) We didn't say that. I mean, we talked about that a little bit with like the the ricochet with um, figuring out what's going on with his mom. But I, yeah, yeah, I guess this is happening on a bigger scale with everything he knows about. Yes, um, it's like it, it's just it's just over and over. So yeah, so I don't, I do not think that it is gaslighting, but I I do think that there are just a lot of instances where Will has this it, because it's not that Will is just finding out the, that the world is different than he thought. That's not what's happening. What's happening is when he finds out that it's different, he has somebody there almost every time who basically is like, of course. So how could you feel this way? How could you think this way? Why would you entertain that notion? Why didn't you know? Right. And... So I don't think it's nearly as extreme as gaslighting because no, part of the thing with not. gaslighting is that you're trying to break someone's world down and make them feel crazy. I think right. this is just him butting up against adults having very, very different motives and, and they're all trying them to on push him. him to do things that fit their own motive and they want him. It's like, it'd be nice if he had the same motive as them because then he would just do what they want. But whether or not he does, they're just going to push him to try and get them to do stuff. 
that's actually that is actually the thing that makes me think it it's not I, again i'm not saying it's i'm not saying it is gaslighting but pushes it to that light that's why it resonated like that yeah. yes but i'm i'm saying like that is the thing that shoves it in that it shoves direction. it in that direction because it is deliberate on the part of the adults yeah that's the thing like they're not trying to gaslight him but they are trying to push him their direction and they want him to not argue about and it. Like, <laughs> and, like, even his dad did it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. His, his dad tries to make him do something other than rescue Lyra. He's breaking someone's dying wish to him. Yes. To And breaking the word he gave to a dying man and tells Will to do something else. And then Will ends up being like, nah, I'm gonna go find Lyra. <laughs> like, actually... But also that Unlike means that he's you, torn. <laughs> he's torn between his dying, his father's dying wish and his friend. And because he's known his father for two minutes, he picks Lyra. But that's gotta be rough because this is supposed to be the person he thought was going to guide him. And then he, I think, yeah, I think we should go a little bit on this because like that was supposed to be the person who was going to guide him. And then they die immediately and he doesn't follow what he understands to be his father's dying wish. Um, and that's gotta be rough. There's no, like, take back, no sorry, no, nah, I didn't do what no. you told me to do, but here's why. No. Just, just nothing. Just nothing. Yeah, it's just this, I don't know, I think, I think part of the difference, too, is, like, Lyra, Lyra's goal and, like, her sense of of why she's doing this thing it's very well grounded it is it's much more grounded than will's and also lyra's goal depends on nobody other than lyra will's goal requires that someone else support and validate him in specific ways and so for lyra someone telling her like you're wrong kiddo she's like all right that's nice and (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) she's like okay your point (laughs) for will that's like oh no my reality (laughs) my hopes my dreams Uh, like because like book one lyra's trying to like rescue her friend she failed at rescuing her friend and so now she's got to fix the stuff adults did that made her not rescue her friend right right but her rescuing her friend was something she was trying to do. She wasn't right. looking for someone to rescue her friend for her. Right. And yeah, so then she's like, well, stuff is messed up. The grownups are not going to do anything. I've got to fix it. Right. Will needs to get out of where he is. He's very much, Will's very much running from things and Lyra is running to things. Yeah, that's a good way of... Yeah. yeah, and then Will finally has something to run toward, and that thing is Lyra. Time for the wrap-up and ratings. Alright, for the gratuity rating, for the minor character spotlight with Karyavra and Pan, was this mostly backstory, off-screen? Like, this was off-screen. This, this was... Alternating between moderate and off-screen, I'd say. Maybe oh, mild. I was going to actually say mild and off-screen. Okay, mild and off-screen. Yeah. It's mo- I guess it's mostly in the implications. Yeah. Um, there's there's very little of them being specifically ha- describing things and more just like the audience kind of going, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, Lyra being kidnapped. Um, that this is. I feel like I feel like this is going to be one of those where the more you pay attention to the implications, the more severe it feels. But it's definitely moderate. It's definitely not. It's not <sighs> mild. Oh, it's not mild. No, I just I think mild. some of what um I think some of what the neutral party observer sees of the situation kicks it up to severe. Mm. Um mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the the village kid. Like Oof. I, I yeah, I think what they see kicks it up. So I'd go with it alternates between off screen and severe fear like it dips into moderate but like this is rough yeah that the ceiling <laughs> is the nature of the ceiling is the nature of the event not how it's described yeah yeah okay so will dealing with the the death that happens yes okay um i feel like this is severe Mm-hmm. We have actual yeah. descriptions of it in the text and how yeah. it's happening. Technically, those were in the last book, but just dealing with the aftermath of it oh, is... Oh, yeah. But even, like, in that moment in the book, like, mm-hmm. it's described. It's not just, oh, it happened. Um, yeah. So I think that, that definitely kicks it up to severe. Yeah. Both the specific death and the lots more other deaths that it keeps dealing with. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. That's severe. Uh, all right. <coughs> With um, Karyava and Pan, it is integral to the plot. Absolutely. It's extremely important. Like, you, you couldn't... Yep. If you did something else, it's a different book. It's not really more to say about that. Yeah. Um, uh, Lyra, Lyra, I feel like... I feel like this is actually interchangeable. I would go all the way to irrelevant, actually. <laughs> Really? You don't think really? that Will needed a a thing to choose from? I think he needed to have a choice. And I think it I needed think to have something all strong Lyra enough to, to pull do him was, away. I think all Lyra needed to do was be somewhere else. That's They got separated. She made a decision to be somewhere else. That's all that needed to happen. Oh, but and it didn't have to be traumatic. Didn't have to be traumatic. Didn't have to be this. It could be as something simple as they got chased and there's two doors to worlds and they went through different ones. That's all it had to be. Okay, that makes in sense. In order to fill the same thing in the plot, I th- it is yeah between interchangeable and irrelevant. I I all right, that makes sense. I'm just putting irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I will then- say this though. I know that this isn't okay. I'm going to try and say this is spoiler <clears throat> as spoiler free as possible. I almost think it might still okay. I want to make an argument for interchangeable again. Okay. I think that this particular thing might not have served a Will and Lyra narrative purpose, but I think as far as wrapping up Miss Coulter's narrative timeline this might be interchangeable because okay. i i do think that if miss coulter had just poof vanished with nothing 
that would leave a gaping narrative hole of when is she coming back? Why is she not in the finale? What is going on? And and yeah, this serves this to nicely a- kind of wrap up her storyline and give her a reason to not be a threat anymore. But this isn't the last time we see her. And I think... Oh, it's not? It's not. Oh, then no. never mind. Just kidding. It's irrelevant. <laughs> no, there's a whole... She's got plot to wrap that. up with her ex-husband. And so this is not the last time we see her. I I would argue that it isn't if it is interchangeable, it is interchangeable with a non-traumatic event. So which well, to me makes it irrelevant. That makes it irrelevant, yeah, because the trauma did not have to happen. Okay. Alright. Uh I forgot that we saw her again, that this wasn't the end of her timeline. <laughs> nope, not the end of her timeline. Not okay. the last thing. Okay. Um Will and Death. This is super integral. It is very integral. Um, the main thing is integral. The ancillary deaths are interchangeable by their very nature, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Right, but the trauma itself. Different mooks could have died and it would be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, treated with care. Mook being a generic term for nameless bad guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, trauma treated with care. For uh pan and Karyava, yes so much care all the care very well done yes lyra definitely lyra uh <sighs> no i don't <laughs> none i don't zero like- it's not zero it's not i just zero, I guess- but it's definitely a no <laughs> I think this this thing feeling pointless contributes to me not feeling like it was done carefully, because if it had been done carefully, it wouldn't be in there. Well, I mean... I know that's a little unfair, th- but... There's more than that, though, I would argue. I yeah. would say that it's, it's, tr- it's not treated with care, not only because it was just kind of thrown in, but... I mean, it wasn't just thrown in, but, like, it's not... And it's not There's relevant mood. to the plot. But also, it was described very viscerally. There's this... Mm-hmm. you You see the aftermath of the things in ways that are just kind of fridgory like um, you've got all kinds of mood whiplash and how it's described yeah it's who's seeing it yes there's just there's a lot of visceral imagery in various ways um yeah and you know it and, and and if you're reading it and you're not paying very much attention to it it's like, it's still weird. It's not just this thing that'll just slide by because of the way it was described. No, it's it's there, and it's doesn't actually help the plot in a way that we could pick up on. <laughs> and it's just incredibly specific in how it is talked about. And, and, and not specific in, like, someone was intentional but like specific in in traumatically specific description ways so yeah not not treated with care at at all um or definitely not enough it just it just feels so careless i'm just gonna go Um, with it wasn't (laughs) yeah all right (laughs) for all those any one of our reasons would have kicked it to not enough but all of them combined Mm -hmm. i think kicks it to just not yeah. Point of view for Pan and Karyava, uh, it is not their point of view, and that is the point. Yes. Wait. And it's, yeah. We skipped one. 
What? Will and Death. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Will and Death. Uh, I think... I think this... I think it was enough care. It's it's a shocking thing told shockingly. Like, part of the point of it feels like the alternation yeah. between something intense and then just nothing. Just a gap with dealing with it. Well, and, and it's a subject um, where... I honestly feel like if it was treated with any more care, it would become careless. Right. In this like depiction. It wasn't- like you have to, it has to have a certain level of imagery. It has to have a certain level of understanding in the reader for it to even be helpful. It's not gory, but it's impactful. Yes. I would say. That's a good way of putting yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then, sorry, now it is the point of view for the minor character spotlight. Um, it is not their perspective, and that's the point. Yes. Um, because they've never had their own perspective before. And so, yeah, I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's separate, and it makes a lot of sense. And it kind of teases us with maybe there will be a short story about what they did someday. I haven't checked to see whether there is. Yeah. Um, that's the vibe I got from it is <laughs> I have reserved the right to write a tiny book later. <laughs> I have reserved myself a, a slot in my, <laughs> in my own, my own universe. Yeah. Uh, Lyra, the point of view we get the point of view of the Lyra who won't remember it. And I don't like that. I <laughs> not technically part of our rating, but I agree. <laughs> um, Cause this, this gives us, <laughs> this gives us the point of view of people who don't know anything about it. People who do know yeah. something about it. And then three different versions of Lyra and they're, they conflict because of the nature of memory. They don't yeah. interact with each other and they don't have the same take on it. And then one of them just is right by dint of the way memory works. And we talked about this more in the specific breakdown. And I, it's just, because we've, we've talked about before, sometimes it's important when you have the perspective of someone going through the trauma and the perspective of someone inflicting it and all that kind of stuff. Yes. This doesn't... This, this isn't that. This isn't that. It's just... It's it's not too many views, but it's like mostly the... It's not too many views, but it's very conflicting views. And it's conflicting in a way that feels squicky and like not... Yeah. Not very... Um, what's the word? And not very. It's not respectful. It's not careful. It's just like, yeah, not very conducive to to healing. Yeah. Um, and, and for the aftermath, we just get well. Yeah, basically oh, that's true. Yeah, we, we we don't even get her perspective for the aftermath. We get yeah. Will talking to her about it. Yeah, and that's and, it. and if you if you did listen to our segment, you'll know why we don't like that. <laughs> there are some specific reasons why that is awful. Um, yeah. Okay, moving on. And then 
for Will's event, um, the point of view, it is Will's point of view very consistently. We don't really ever have the points of view like anybody else. Of, yeah. At all. And we don't really have anybody else's. Um, both the main death, we just... It's just um, him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And... I don't know if that's good or bad. It's fine. It's there. I, I mean, it's how they I mean, get we're it. not. We we don't really want to say good or bad for most of these. It's just that yeah. we're just giving what they are. Um, it's just, just that, that it's just that, that feelings one about Lyra's just, thing. Yeah, that one just like ugh. <laughs> um, uh, and I do Will. want to. I do want to real quick. Um, saying that we don't like it doesn't mean that we doesn't mean we don't like the book it doesn't mean we think it's doesn't mean we don't bad. like right doesn't mean we think the book is bad doesn't think, mean we think the author did something awful it's just that it it is this moment in the book that's just really like not not it great doesn't sit right no yeah um, but as to the point of view for will um it's it's just, him. It's just his perspective and that's just how it is and that's fine yeah uh, yep uh, um, aspiring writer tip. Hmm. Hmm. I... Well, one thing that this does... Well, I mean, I guess we could go back to what we were just talking about. Yeah, like, it... Like, the, you can have moments in your book. Like, your book doesn't have to be this easy, nice, clean read. Like no, it, is, it doesn't. Like, it's okay to have moments that your readers are just like, ugh. <laughs> um... Like that's that's o that's okay. That's fine. But there but the I think the one thing I do think the one thing though that we that made this moment something that we just actively dislike is the fact like we were saying, like it felt irrelevant. Right. And you can have moments in your book that are gross, that are awful, that are terrible moments. But they need to be relevant. If they don't feel relevant to your readers, then it kind of it's kind of feel like this well why did you make me feel this way like what was the point of that if it didn't even do anything for the characters then why did you put me the reader through that right um because it would be very different if that was a awful because we've had this in in other books that we've we've recorded for where we've had this moment we're just like oh that was terrible and absolutely necessary like and okay it's fine moving on but like there's this double whammy in this particular book of ew ow and oh that didn't even matter did it no yeah and if you can swap something out with a non-traumatic thing and have the same impact in your story or near as makes no difference maybe have a non-traumatic thing like i mean i don't want to go that far well, I don't want to go yeah, that but far. Just, I just there because there's a big difference between having the, a traumatic moment versus your reader feeling like it was. I suppose, yeah, just the way this was handled. Yeah. So it's, if you're it's gonna the way it if you're handled. gonna have something, if you're gonna have something traumatic, please make it matter to the plot. If you're gonna have something that feels that way to the reader, please make it matter to the plot. <laughs> yeah, because because there's there's books that. I mean, I some of these books I really love that just have things happening to the characters all the time forever, but but they don't make me as the reader feel like I'm sitting through this thing, and it's pointless. 
All right. Uh, favorite non-traumatic thing about the book. I really like the Mulafa. The Mulafa are great. They make me really, really, really hope that the miniseries is good. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, um, I didn't know there was a miniseries. Yeah, there's a miniseries. It's part of why this was on my mind to do is books. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, the Mulafa are awesome. And I, I love how, I love how, like, their culture is and how, like, their world is and, you know, diamond-shaped spines and diamond-shaped frames instead of spines. It's just like, you did something really cool and really different and I really appreciate it and it's done well and the characters are interesting and... I just I like that whole world and all the stuff with Mary and the Mulafa is good. What's uh, yours? For me, I really like Lyra and Will's communication. Uh-huh. I really like that this isn't a series and a book that's just characters internally monologuing and then they go off and do things that just happen to coincide with each other and the plot happens i really enjoy that they sit down and talk strategy and figure out plans and they're still kids and the plans aren't made off screen we get to see it yeah. yeah yeah and and it's it does not feel like I'm hearing the plan and then living the plan and the plan just happens 12 times. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like they're making a plan, which may or may not work out, but that's okay because that's how plans work. And that's how life happens. And they are... It's not one of them dictating to the other. Um, and I, and I, I like this especially because both kids grew up in wildly different environments, but grew up in environments that were very isolating. And grew up in environments where they were the only one that they could depend on. And the fact that they are coming to depend on each other and work out goals and methods and and plans with each other that they then enact is just, it's really good and it's really cool. And honestly, it's a thing that um, in real life... <laughs> can be very stressful to try and, and do with somebody. Because even if even if you guys are both, you know, pretty decent at at doing this thing, if you don't communicate in ways that are complementary, it can be still really be really hard and you still have to kind of work it out individually with people in your life. And so and 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 I think that's part of why it tends to not be that pl coupled with the whole like an author doesn't want you to experience the same thing over and over and over and over. like they're trying to they're trying to do new plot things and not just repeat the same words. Um, I think those two combine to mean that this is something we don't really see on screen in a lot of books. A lot of times you'll have like, and then they planned into the night and then chapter two, or there'll be a reference while the action is going. That's like, remember the plan. Go You're that like, direction. Go left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in this book, I think it was done very, very well in a way that just really emphasizes how much they respect each other and trust each other 
and have good communication with each other and they don't railroad each other into decisions and they don't try and change plans last minute because we agreed but it's not what i wanted to do like there's none of that none of the conflict in these books are because these two kids are like kicking each other in the head none of that oh yeah like ever like no like i hate i hate act three they've lied to each other yeah like i hate (laughs) yeah i hate that in a five-act structure (laughs) like yeah and there's there are zero moments of that here yeah um it's just in fact there's a lot of moments where it's other people have lied to me and you didn't there is a there is a lot of that but but there's you didn't and now let's be let's be healthy and and wholesome with our interactions and also also it is that without them being anything romantic to each other Mm. it's just a healthy Uh, consistent friendship for 99% of the book, yes. For 99% of the book. But that's that's the part that matters to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Be- because the whole, I mean, the whole point of the book is that they're prepubescent children. And they're growing yes. up. Like, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so that's just, that's just not a thing for for most of the book. And, and it's, it's kind of, like I said, like, it's kind of rare to see good depictions of that without any of the other stuff. All music used in this podcast was created by Nicole as Heartbeat Art Co. and is used with permission. You can follow us on Twitter at Books That Burn, all one word. You can email us with questions, comments, or book recommendations at bookstatburn at yahoo.com. Support us on patreon.com slash books that burn. All patrons get access to our upcoming book list and receive a one-time shout out. You can leave us an iTunes review. This helps people to find the show. And find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for for listening. We'll be back in two weeks.